Hello, everyone. This is the J to the E to the double F re, and I'm afraid I've got some bad news. The reason I'm doing that is because we have a very special interview for you here today on the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. For today's interview, it's an exclusive with the one and only Stu Bennett, a.k.a. Wade Barrett, a.k.a. Bad News Barrett of WWE fame. He is a former WWE superstar, a former King of the Ring, a former five-time Intercontinental Champion. He granted us an exclusive interview uh, in promotion of his new film, I Am Vengeance Retaliation, coming out Friday, June 19th in the U.S., so thank you very much to Stu Bennett for speaking to us about his new film. And we also do talk about his wrestling career as well. So please stay tuned for that. This is Jeffrey Harrison. You're listening to the 411 Wrestling Interviews podcast. And we have an exclusive interview with Wade Barrett, a.k.a. Stu Bennett, a.k.a. Bad News Barrett. He's got some bad news, or the good news rather, is we get to talk to him one-on-one. So stay tuned. How are you doing? I'm better than Custer, sir. How are you, Stu? I'm fantastic. It's great to speak to you. It is uh, a great honor and pleasure to be speaking with you. Thank you very much for your time. You're a living legend. You're a king of the ring. You're a five-time intercontinental champion. And I'm afraid I've got some good news because your new movie, I Am Vengeance Retaliation, uh, hits on Friday... June 19th. So, how excited are you, Stu, that you are now starring in your own action franchise? I think you know my career better than I do. I'm impressed with that, Jeffrey. But uh, thank you for the grand introduction. Much appreciated. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I am Vengeance Retaliation out this Friday in the US uh, and out on July 13th in the UK. And then the rest of the world is going to follow shortly after. But it's cool. It's really. Uh, perhaps unexpected experience for me. Certainly a few years ago, I would never have anticipated I would have had as much involvement in the acting world as I've been lucky to have since leaving WWE. So uh, I'm very excited for, for everyone to watch this movie. How happy are you that we're getting to see more of uh, your character, John Gold, and we're getting to see different sides of him and, and we're getting to see him in, in a different storyline? That's not in no way really a rehash of the original. It's really a brand new premise, uh, you know, new setting and, and new characters for this story. Yeah, completely. I think we, uh, the first film I was very proud of, but it's a very dark movie. I was very introspective as a character in it, and I didn't really have too many opportunities to bounce off other people in the film. Uh, whereas this other one, the second one that's coming out now, uh, it's more of an ode to 80s action films. And, uh, we had an increased budget, which meant we could have a bigger cast, and um, there's some more opportunities for me as a performer to um, interact with other people on different levels rather than being the one-track-minded kind of machine-like killer that I was in the first one. Mm-hmm. This time I, I'm able to have a bit of fun with people. And there's still that one-track-minded killer moment, uh, but certainly there's uh, there's elements of the character that I'm able to expand upon. And as a performer, all you can ever ask for, both in wrestling and in the world of acting, is opportunities to try different things and grow and develop and take interesting journeys and things like that. And I've definitely been given the opportunity to do that as John Gold in, in this franchise. 
Now, the first movie is like you're you're a lone wolf. You're and it's more of like a revenge thriller. This is almost kind of like a more of a men on a mission type of story. Almost kind of like the the Expendables, uh, and whatnot. So, how do you like that? You know, you have this expanded cast. You get to mix it up with some new heroes, and uh, and we have to see John in a team environment this time. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I was lucky that I got to work with some great actors, both on the side of the bad guys, like Vinny Jones, um, etc., and the guys we were up against, and also in my team. Um, there were some really talented actors that I got to work alongside, like uh, the two of the females that I was working with, Katrina Durden and B.B. Robinson-Galvin, who were great on-screen fighters too. Uh, Sam Benjamin is another one that I really bonded with. Mark Griffin is another one. Um, it was actually in the first film, so it was great to have him back. But... Um, to be able to work with those actors and um, and tell the story of my character who going into the film is the lone wolf and the last thing he wants to do is work with anybody else because he sees everybody else's potential weakness um, and seeing his growth and seeing him bonding with the team as the film progresses as they're getting into these life and death experiences together and then to see how eventually he, he ends up real real tight with them and, and really caring about them. Um, it was an opportunity for me as an actor to, to portray that, which... Um, you know, you're very fortunate when you get opportunities like that in the film world that you have to take. Now, you get to act opposite Vinnie Jones in this film, and he is a movie icon. He is a movie legend. Did you ever imagine uh, in your life you would get to be opposite Vinnie Jones in a cool action movie like this? No, absolutely not now. I, just to put this in perspective, when I, was, I remember vividly at age seven, watching a soccer game in the UK, which was a big cup final. It's called the FA Cup final for people who are familiar with UK soccer. But it was the biggest game of the season. And Vinnie Jones was playing for a team called Wimbledon, uh, which were a very unfashionable, not very good side, a bunch of, you know, ragtag bunch of misfits. And somehow they got to the final and they played against the mighty Liverpool FC, who were the greatest team in the world at that point. And they went in there and they beat them. And I will always remember seven years old watching Vinnie Jones raising the FA Cup. So... There's a part of me that has always been a huge fan of his football um, success um, and the crazy story that he had in that world. And of course, his films have been fantastic too. And I was of a generation that was you know, 19, 20 years old when films like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch came out. I remember having a Lockstock poster on my wall when I was in university. So I would never have predicted when I was younger that I would ever get the opportunity to work so closely with Vinny and, and get to talk to him and work from him and, and you know, just be a fanboy around him at times, which is what I was. So, uh, yeah, it was really cool that he was a great guy. He put an amazing performance. And uh, we were all lucky to have him on set because his level of experience and knowledge in the film world rubbed off on the entire cast and crew. And he had advice for everyone. He had different perspectives, which he's done, the people he's worked with. Uh, and we all learned from it. So uh, it was great to work with him. Uh, now, that being said, since he, he is your antagonist and he is the bad guy, did he ever try to go method on you and did he ever try to potato you in some of those fight scenes? <laughs> um, we, we definitely got a, got a little ragged with each other uh, on occasion in the fight scenes, but I think people will see that. Uh, but Vinny's a pro. Um, I'm also six foot six and 250 pounds. Um, and Vinny's a big guy himself, but I, 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 I kind of dwarf him a little, even though he's pretty big. Um, so I think we were both a little wary of each other and we knew that uh, it was kind of mutually assured destruction if, uh, if either one of us died something with the other. I think both would have come out of it worse for wear. So uh, we were very good friends on set and we, we managed to maintain a very positive relationship even when 
there are a couple of loose shots that went astray in the fight scene. All right, yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's just part of the process. No, no hard feelings. Um, you get to share the screen with some really impressive uh, women in this film. Uh, Phoebe Ron Robinson Galvin as Lynch and Katrina Durden as Jen Quaid, who who are also talented stunt women and martial artists. And you know when you, I think what's impressive about the fight choreography is the camera doesn't you don't see it have to constantly move away it can stay in tight and you get to see you know we get to see in the fight scenes it's really all them doing everything um so how did you like getting to work and interact with them and was it intimidating realizing that they could probably take your head off with one well-placed strike Stu? yeah absolutely i i went into the movie being a little concerned because in my over 1000 match wrestling career and, and all the fights I've done in movies so far, I've never once had to do anything with a female performer. And my concern going in was, A, um, she's going to look tiny next, next to me and, and how's this fight going to be in any way realistic? Uh, and B, I was concerned that I didn't want to hurt her accidentally. Um, this is with Katrina, who I, Katrina did, who I have a, a great fight scene with. Uh, but I learned my lesson very quickly that she can handle herself, and um, she kicked my ass, to be honest with you. Uh, she was fantastic. She's as tough as they come. Um, and never again will I have to be hesitant about the prospect of getting into a fight scene with a female after that, because um, I know if I don't have my wits about me, I'm, I'm going to get my teeth kicked out. And uh, she came very close to it on a couple of occasions. So I definitely got more than I gave in that one. Okay, now... If it's all right to ask you this, does it light a fire under you at all, or do you get hot when you see that the chosen one, Drew McIntyre, the guy who turned on you at the 2011 Elimination Chamber nine years ago, kicked a rope into your groin and then tossed you into the chamber cell, is the first ever British WWE World Champion in history and not you? You know, just to be clear, I've known Drew since, I think, 2005. We used to wrestle on the Indies together in the UK. Uh, we both got hired for WWE on the same day and flown to the US. We used to live together when we were in developmental. And to this day, we're very good friends. You know, we uh, I congratulate him when he won the, uh, the championship. We speak regularly. Um, yeah, still very tight with him to this, to this day. So I'm thrilled for him. Um, but let's be honest, deep down, Drew McIntyre knows that I would kick his ass. If I ever came back into a ring with him, I would kick his ass, and he knows that, and it's that simple. Okay, so just curious, like, do you ever see yourself making a return to wrestling full-time, part-time, otherwise? Um, how? What is your feeling on that uh, these days? I mean, to be clear, I am still involved in the wrestling world. I've been doing a lot of commentary since I left WWE. Right. Uh, I'm currently commentating with NWA. I don't think I do outstanding stuff, especially on the budget they're on. Uh, I'm very happy working there. I do see myself in some capacity being back in the ring at some point. I think I left uh, the world of pro wrestling or the in-ring world of pro wrestling with a sour taste in my mouth, and I would hate for that to be my swan song or my goodbye. So certainly at some point I see myself being back involved where or when that will be is still to be decided. Um, I don't currently foresee myself going back as a full-time professional wrestler ever again because I've done that. It was I was completely burned out by the end of it and I had no uh, life balance. You know, I had no time for family or relationships or outside interests or anything like that. And I feel like my life is a lot more enriched now since I've left and I have various things going on and more time to myself and more time to spend with my girlfriend and, and travel and do all those kind of things. But 
Now, I mean, do you still keep up with wrestling at all? Because, I mean, even though we are in the middle of a pandemic, wrestling is one of the few things that's remained constant throughout this whole bizarre period in human history. And we, we have WWE and AEW on, on a weekly basis. Yeah, I absolutely am up to speed on everything. I can't say that I watch religiously like I did when I was younger. Um, but I think these days it's very easy with Twitter and, and Instagram to kind of get a good feel for what's going on at uh, the big moments of the show um, very, very quickly. And of course, I'm still in touch with a lot of guys in the wrestling world. I'm still friends with a bunch of people uh, who work for WWE, who work for AEW, guys I speak to regularly. I'm working with a bunch of guys at NWA. So I'm very much in the, in the realm of professional wrestling constantly, um, even if I'm not necessarily as conspicuous as I, I used to be. I, I, I will always keep tabs on it. It's always going to be my first love, my first passion. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't say that I, I sit and watch 10 hours of professional wrestling a week like I used to. Now, if I can ask you a hypothetical, Stu, if you were in a situation where, you know, you would potentially be wrestling uh, during the pandemic right now, uh, would it concern you to, to be doing that, or would you rather sit out uh, at a time like this because you know the nature of wrestling where it's not really a profession where you can really social distance during a pandemic? Yeah, I mean, ideal world scenario, um, everybody should be locked down, not traveling on planes, not being in close contact with each other. That is an ideal world scenario, and I think the company that I'm working with in the wrestling world were very quick to shut everything down and say, okay, until things are cleared, until it's safe, we're having no fans gathering, we're having no wrestlers traveling or, or getting together, but on any shows, it's that simple. Um, but you have to balance that with the fact that companies like AEW and WWE have these massive TV contracts that they will be in breach of if they don't produce their content. So I absolutely understand both sides of the argument. Mm -hmm. um, as a human being, I'm very happy that I have not been been put on a aeroplane for the last four months. And I'm very happy that I don't have to continue doing that. But I'm also in a privileged position where I have months that can tide me over through this period. So there are people who don't have that, and there are companies who are obligated to fulfill uh, pre-existing agreements. So it's, it's a very difficult situation. I'm not going to condemn the companies that are carry on running their shows. I hope every measure possible is being taken to, to limit the spread of this disease and limit the chances of guys getting it, but there is inherent risk to it. There's no getting away from that, uh, and that's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Now, what do you think, uh, what NXT uh, UK, with, you know, they're currently on hiatus and not having shows right now, but for NXT UK to have, you know, your own kind of UK brand over there, do you think that's uh, that's helped uh, the British wrestling scene? And what do you think of, of WWE bringing that uh, over to the UK? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say it's helped the UK scene. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's probably helped the wrestlers who have been signed. But outside of that, I don't think it's been beneficial. You only have to look at the um, the effect it's had on on some of the companies or some of the independent companies who are, who are thriving prior to that uh, versus now. So I don't think it's been beneficial to the scene at all. I understand why WWE have done it. They want to have a stakehold there and then crush competition. And it was, it was not coincidental that NXT UK was brought out at the same time that WOS, which at the time was seen as a threat to WWE's dominance over in the UK. Um, it, it wasn't coincidental, however, it's been betrayed by them, and I think we all know the truth behind that. Again, that's business. 
I understand why they did it. I'm not castigating them for doing that, but to portray it as beneficial to the UK scene as some benevolent gift is ludicrous. Very um, and, Very uh, as, as good as it, as good as the product that might be, um, it's certainly not something that's helped the UK scene, the UK independence scene pride. How did you enjoy getting to hang out and work with CM Punk uh, uh, when you both did your broadcasting work on Netflix's uh, Ultimate Beastmaster, which I enjoyed a lot? Thank you. It was a lot of fun to shoot that. Um, I haven't seen Punk in years at that point. We hadn't communicated at all. Um, but I remember seeing him, and I remember the first thing I said to him was that he looked 10 years younger. <laughs> um, and I know he was in a very tough position when I'd last seen him. He was being worked to the bone, and he was very unhappy, And which is a position two years subsequent to that that I got to myself. So uh, we we had a good chat when I saw him. It was good to uh, see him doing so well and see him so happy. And uh, we kind of had a bit of a post-WWE debrief together one night and uh, spoke through a couple of issues I think we, we both had. Um, but yeah, I was very happy to, to see him doing so well for himself. And um, I know he's got a very happy life at home now with, with his wife, AJ, or April. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was very good to see him in such a positive way after the last time I'd seen him was, was far from positive. Uh, Stu, uh, this has been wonderful, amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Congrats on this sort of burgeoning, growing franchise uh, you have here. I Am Vengeance Retaliation coming out Friday, June 19th uh, in the U.S. Congratulations on all your success. And more than anything, I just want to thank you for this amazing body of work and all the great memories uh, you have given up to us uh, in the community and, and what you're doing now You know, with your, with your action movie career. It's very exciting, and I'm very happy for you and, uh, and the success you're having. Because I think if anyone deserves it, it's you, man. So thank you very much, Stu. That's very kind of you, Jeffrey, and thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it, and I hope you, you get to keep delivering good news, but bad news is also fun. It's always up the sleeve, you know. <laughs> it never takes long for me to bring out that bad news, I'll be honest with you, Jeffrey. <laughs> thank you very much, and have a great day, sir. I appreciate it. Cool. Thank you, Jeffrey. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, thank you very much to Stu Bennett for joining us on today's podcast. His new film, I Am Vengeance Retaliation, comes out Friday, June 19th from Saban Films. It will be available uh, digital and on demand, also starring Vinnie Jones. Also, if you can leave us a, a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts, I would very much appreciate it. If you're listening to us on YouTube, if you can give us a like, a comment, or subscribe on the 411 Mania YouTube channel, I would very much appreciate it. But if you are just willing to listen to the show, I very much appreciate it. Uh, I hope everyone is staying safe in these very trying, bizarre times. I hope everyone is doing well. Thank you for finding the show. You can listen to us on the 411 Mania YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Until next time, I am the J to the E to the double F3. This is Jeffrey Harris reporting to you from the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Thank you, everybody.